Hello everyone, it's your real estate guys, Matt Reitzel. And Curtis Reitzel with the Wealth Building with the Purpose show. The place where we talk about everything real estate. With a special focus on wealth building. Let's ride. Hey everyone, it's Curtis Reitzel and Matt Reitzel here. For another episode of the Wealth Building with the Purpose show, we're going to jump on and we're talking about student debt today, a very hot topic out in the, the markets, in the world, in Northern America, all over the world, arguably. Um, we're just going to jump in and talk about it as a general thought because a lot of clients that we're working with are walking out of four, five, six year programs, degrees bachelors, whatever master degrees, PhDs, whatever it looks like, a lot of them are walking out with a lot of debt. And not to say that student debt isn't uh, all bad. There is a lot of good to it because without student loans and without helping students fund their, their schooling, then a lot of these doctors wouldn't have become doctors. A lot of these, you know, engineers, whatever the case is, might not have went down the road to actually fulfill and get into that profession. The conversation we're looking to have today is around the fact that it's all the student loans is definitely affecting the overall affordability um, for these buyers looking to get into the market. So let's just imagine that you're walking out of school, you, you've been in school for four or five years, you have, it can range very depending on college or university, you're walking out with 50, 100, 150 grand in student debt. I'm seeing here, yeah, on average, Canadians are um, probably over the $25,000 mark. Yeah. The average um, a couple of years ago was around 15,000. Right. So it really depends on what type of schooling that you're into. But right. yeah, just wanted to give you some, I'm just looking online here. No, that's the, no, like those are awesome numbers or I guess not awesome numbers, just good numbers to know. Um, I think it's interesting because like back to the example of you do four or five years or six years of school, you walk out with, you know, 25, like in those situations, probably close to a hundred grand. I remember a friend of mine when I was at Conestoga College, I was in for fitness and health. He was in, um, in another program. I just met him through the gym and he was there uh, going through to become a pilot. So he was, you know, looking to fly those big planes and whatnot. And he was already in debt, like 120 grand. And he still had like a hundred grand to go or something like that. So yeah. he was going to be in debt like a two hundred twenty thousand dollars once once it's all said and done. And he had to pay for all his flights and all his fuel and stuff, right? Because they yeah. they would take him out flying a lot. Yeah, so he had to do a lot of flying lessons, obviously, get a lot of flying time in different kinds of planes and how whatever that looks like to get your license to fly planes. And yeah, for sure, he's more than likely going to end up and be able to get a really good flying gig or flying a commercial plane making a you know over time probably you know a couple hundred thousand like i don't know what they make but at the end of the day I imagine it would be up there yeah like it would definitely be up there the 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 issue is now when he's done school and now he starts off his career he's getting a job you know an entry-level job into that environment he in those situations it's gonna be tough to buy a house 
because you have you're carrying that payment with you, right? You're carrying it. Yeah, you got so much. You have so much <clears throat> debt, and it's you know we kind of look at it as it's it's never like the connections keep going. So that first time home buyer that then buys that say townhouse or that semi detached or that detached house uh, in that first in that first time home buyer's price range, it it varies on the markets. Here would be like two fifty to four fifty sort of range, you know, price point in Kitchener Waterloo. Well, then that two fifty to four fifty homeowner, then a lot of the times is buying up, and they're going to five fifty or six hundred. The six hundred's going eight hundred. So it's just a, it's 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 like a domino, right? They buy the first property, and then that seller buys the next, and then that seller buys the next, and it it's kind of like the argument that first time home buyers really help the I mean really start everything off because <laughs> without the first time home buyers then it couldn't make it all the way up to the million dollar homeowners that then are selling to then downsize and buy something smaller so they're kind of they're starting the whole domino run um, which I think is is important to consider when all this student debt's on the table because the first time home buyers really start and spark the market and we were just doing a a deal last week where it was, you know, we kind of got the scoop on how many transactions are affected just by our transaction. And it was a first time home buyer, I believe, or something that they're buying. And then it just, it triggered so many other sales that we weren't involved in. It's just, it's just interesting that if they weren't in a position to make that buy, it then allowed that seller to buy and then the other seller. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was just a domino. And I think, the student loan conversation needs to needs to continue to happen. And I think it needs to happen at a higher level because a lot of students just get out of high school and think, well, I need to go to university or I need to go to college to be successful. I need to do this degree. I know when I was in college, I was in, or when I was in high school, sorry, I was in all applied courses. So I, if if I even desired to go to university, I couldn't because I wasn't all applied. So I pretty much had to go to college. Um, and I was pretty happy with that. I went for fitness and health and I occurred like $10,000 in student debt. And that's not that big of a deal. Like it wasn't that much. And a lot of the times people go in university. Yeah, compared to what it could be. Compared to what it could be. I, like, I know a lot of people that go to university, they're walking out with 100, 120 grand in debt. And their 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 job opportunity pool that when they first got into that program was very much like they had a great opportunity to go out and get a lot of good jobs or whatever and get paid well and then since going through their program four five six years and now they're graduated a lot of those opportunities aren't there arguably in a lot of different industries so i think it's pretty interesting conversation as a whole Want to jump in at all or yo i saw an article last year i think the number was like 28 billion i'm just looking that up now yeah 28 billion dollars in in loans are floating around out there right now and that's probably even more now and i know there's some new rules going on where um that that six month grace period of no payments is being eliminated now mm. so when we got out of college we had six months where we didn't have to make any payments that's now gone so now when it comes to looking at uh, getting financing and having, having that payment is now immediately in effect. 
so that that affects what you can afford like immediately right right away and it's it's putting you i mean it's it's putting people in a in a tight tighter position um and i mean what we're seeing with just the world being so moving so fast is a lot of the programs that people are going to school for to because they have this certain job or sector in mind is they're going to school for two, three years, and then that job that they were interested in, right. it doesn't exist anymore, or it's right. overpopulated, or right. it's been, um, you know, it's it's no longer necessary because of some sort of technology that came out. Yeah. And it's like you spent two, three years of your life in school for something that's no longer relevant anymore, and that's that's not your fault at all. Like, that's not, it's not the, like, it's not your own fault it's just unfortunate yeah that now you went to school for something that's no longer relevant and you're stuck with this diploma or whatever you have and uh, and all this debt and then you're going to like you know work at starbucks or something like yeah. you just need to get a serving job or something just to make make the ends meet and it's just kind of sad because now you're stuck renting and yeah it's like what what other path do people really have though it's yeah it's like starting a business or doing something where maybe not going to college or to university, maybe that's not the route for everybody. Right. Maybe it's not the way that things should be done these yeah. days. I don't really know because it kind of it puts you far behind the eight ball. And if you don't have a guaranteed job lined up that's going to get you paid really well, then it's, oh, it's almost kind of crazy to be doing it. I know, I mean, if I were to go back in time for my two years of college, if I could go back and not do it, I probably would lean towards not doing it and saving that 10 grand. The only real benefit I think I got out of it was the relationships, mm-hmm. was the people that I met. I, I, I've met some amazing people that I still keep in touch with. And, and now that we're in real estate and we're realtors, like those, it's good to have those relationships because our business is all relationships, right? So I think that's like a benefit. It's almost like what you learn in college. And I know that gets tossed around like Gary. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that. Like it's almost like what you learn is less important as keeping in touch with everybody in that program that you went to. Because I know like I just recently connected a friend with a business owner that I'm friends with. And now they're potentially going to work together and he might work for that company and that's cool. But it's all because I just had a connection with somebody and then we kind of were all friends and we connected and then I just said, Hey, you know, why don't you go work? You know, why don't you go work with him? And he was looking for an opportunity. And it was the only reason why that intro happened was because we all like, I was connected to him and then I was connected to that business owner. And then we just, I just said, well, like you probably would be a great fit. You know, why don't you go, you know, have a conversation with him. Right. And it's those connections. True, yeah. If you are really intentional with it, it can be, you know, just paid paid networking in, in a sense because all these, it, 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 it is a really good environment to be, you know, meeting with other people who are, you know, in and around your age or who have similar interests as you yeah. and just generally for networking, whether you're gaining from the actual program or not directly with knowledge and, and whatnot, just meeting all these, all these people and maintaining the the connections because your your network is is huge. I, yeah, and I think like it's like, just I mean very important. 
not not big like you have a huge network like a lot of people i mean it's just very important who's in it yeah and i think that that term definitely gets tossed around a lot like your network i mean like your network is your net worth yeah and like i think that term is definitely it's an important term because you never know who in your program you're going to meet or who who in your degree whatever that you're going to meet that then all of a sudden they start up a business or all of a sudden they become your business partner or maybe their parents own a company that you know you might be a great fit for you just have no clue or their aunt has a company that you know they're looking to take on somebody like you just have no idea where the next opportunity is going to come from and it's it's not going to happen just sitting in your basement like you got to Mm-hmm. meet these people and i think i think that's a very important part to i think like post-secondary school that can be really beneficial is you're getting together with a lot of like-minded individuals and then those connections could 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 serve you when you go to start up your own business or you know when you're looking for you know work i think it's a massive part and i just think the i think it's an interesting conversation because we both went through school we both went through college. We we both did a two year diploma at our local college in our city. And, you know, like I definitely don't regret it. And then we see a lot of successful individuals. I'd probably say like the majority of successful people that we know that are wealthy and that have done well in life financially and fi- again, personally and everything. A lot of them like didn't even barely finish high school, barely finished high school. Yeah. And like, you know, a good friend of mine, you know, Jeremy Daly, I mean, I mean like, he dropped out of college within a few weeks which was on our past episode like and he's he's now building a successful photography business right investing in real estate like i think a lot of the times we we think post-secondary school just automatically equates to success and it just doesn't it just doesn't at all um yeah so that's kind of overall thoughts on that is there any other numbers on there that you're looking at you might want to share or No, I'm just, yeah, the numbers are just staggering. Yeah, when you see 28 billion, that's for Canada. (laughs) Wow. That's just a huge amount of money that's out there floating in debt. And that's just a, it's just kind of a huge cloud floating over, floating over a lot of people. Yeah. I think too, it's, I think it's important to consider what you're really going after because if you're if you're going to become a brain surgeon well yeah suck it up you got to go through school Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if you're looking to become a heart surgeon like yeah okay you got to go through school but like if you're looking to become a realtor okay get your high school diploma because you need it and then start your real estate courses like you don't need to go to like real estate school Or, or like if you're looking to become like say a photographer well you don't really need a lot of certifications for it as long as you have a lot of talent and you're good at what you do just start up a business and get going with it figure it out you know like a lot of these businesses you don't need now obviously if you need to go to school to get a certification or to get a diploma because like your your industry requires that then like obviously go do it like an accountant or a lawyer like you need to do schooling to get that degree Mm mm-hmm and there's a lot of industries where you don't need any certifications, anything at all. You can just start up your own business. You know, like if you like look into cut lawns, like start up a lawn cutting company. You know what I mean? Like you don't need any certifications for that. 
obviously you need a lot of business sense and how to do that. It's just, I think it's just looking at it differently because a lot of us, I know for me, I went through school for fitness and health to become a personal trainer and I could have just went to a numerous certification companies and just got certified. I didn't like need Fit Pro or whatever. Yeah, right? like Fit Pro and some other ones. I could have just skipped two years. Now, obviously, I wouldn't have learned the stuff I learned. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I didn't learn anything. Not as in depth, obviously. Not as in depth, and I still would have, because a lot of the times now I had my two year diploma for fitness and health, because that's what I went for. And then I, even if I wanted to go teach at a bunch of local gyms, I needed to get their certifications, <laughs> yeah. anyways, which I could have just got and skipped the two years and just started getting paid. Just started working and dealing with clients and learning as I go a lot of the time because, you know, I was I was in the fitness and health industry working out a lot. Like I, I knew enough to get going with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's you know, kind of looking at your options. And if you if you have to incur some debt to get to where you desire to go, then do it. Just think, you know, just be smart about it. Right. And also, too, one thing I would like to touch on is it's it's a bit of a pinch for the parents as well. Right, because a lot of the parents these days, you know, because we're dealing with those clients that are in their 40s, 50s, you know, their kids are 10, 12, 13, and now they're really stressing out about their university and college. And it's putting a pinch on a lot of parents that, you know, because I mean, like, let's get it, you know, a lot of parents, you know, that are putting their kids through school, they got money, you know, like they can do it. So it's not a big deal. I'd say it's a very high percentage of those parents, though are are really figuring out some creative ways to deal with that whether it's you know pulling out equity out of their home to help their kids with school so it's pretty parents and definitely a bit of a a unique situation because you know not all of them are just sitting on 300 grand in cash to put all their kids through school and that's another conversation as well for parents if you just had a newborn say they like you just had a child or two children within the past few years, an idea could be that we see is pretty proven is just buy an investment property, rent it out, and then sell it in 20 years, and that pays for their school. Yeah, because in 20 years, the whole mortgage will be paid off, and then... Assuming how long you advertise it for, yeah. Right, yeah, you have a 20-year mortgage, and 20 years it's paid off, and then you have a property that's free and clear, and you, you sell yeah. it, and there's your school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, depending on how many kids and what market you're in and prices or whatever, you could buy a few of them and then just to make sure that they're more than covered, right? Just buy a home, you're like, this is my kid's education if they decide to do it when they're 20. And if they don't, cool. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't, then cool, you got a, you got an investment property and that's a cool route as well. So there's so many different spins on it, right? It's the 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 parent side of it, the student side of it, the students need to really think about it through, you know, just actually think about is this something I'm, I'm gonna actually want to do in the long term before committing to a four six eight eight year endeavor and then also to the parents right like think about it you know as you're planning for your you know your child to come up are you gonna pay for their school are you gonna help are you not gonna help like we're not giving parenting advice here if you are gonna help if you are gonna help maybe it's you buy an investment property you know, when they're one or two years old and that's your child's investment or like that's your child's schooling in 20 years if they decide to go. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty cool route to, to consider. So any other thoughts 
Awesome. So that's our, you know, just a quick, uh, you know, sort of discussion on student debt. If you have any questions about it or want to talk more in depth, you know, feel free to reach out to us. Have yourself a great day.